radar come On a hippie trail head full of zombies I met a strange lady She made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said Do you come from a land down under? Camarasso, Bondus, it's time to kidnap a kid, jump off a waterfall, throw another kid off a roof, fight a whole country's army, and do it all in an Australian accent, yeah? Because on this episode of Geeked Up Presents Netflix and Chat, we watch Extraction. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is the guy who's about to do his intro in an Indian accent, Liam Whalen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for going for the Australian end <laughs> there. I obviously look yeah, at myself yeah. more as a Helmsworth in this uh, in this picture than you know shithead Indian then, uh, kids getting. <laughs> also, I was just trying to set you up for the one doing the Indian accent. Because I'm going to be honest, there's a uh, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I don't think anyone will get offended at all if you and I do Australian accent until the sun comes up. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it's totally okay for us to be doing Indian accent. Yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to cross the double standard in Hollywood or in comedy, yeah. but uh, we're gonna leave it alone and just point out. Australians totally clean. Uh, <laughs> Indians, nah. I try to set you up to be that. Yo yo yo! I'll still give it a go. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we've we've teased everybody. too many goofy Australian accents to uh, to not give the people what they've been craving. <laughs> Um, and welcome to the show. Expect a lot more of that there, yeah? <laughs> uh, thanks for tuning in. We got a good one for you. As you can probably tell, uh, I am calling in the studio still. We're still on quarantine lockdown. Leave this is your over-the-phone impression. I'm going to be doing the, uh, I'm going to be doing the Australian. Devin's going to be pretending like he's calling in. It's, uh, he's really doing a great job with it. The, <laughs> it sounds like I'm on the phone. Maybe I should be doing the Indian accent. <laughs> Yo, 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 how may I help you, sir? <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right, that's the last one, I promise. But, uh, I mean, you really can't like beat said, a, a, such an organic tech support joke. I mean, it really... <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, I'm calling in on the phone. It's, it's made up for me. It's a low-hanging fruit. But uh, like I said, we'll be watching, we'll be uh, breaking down a subtraction on this one. The last one we did on Netflix and chat, of course, was uh, Dolomite is my name. Uh, another string of voices we weren't allowed to do. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, back to the double standard in comedy, but uh, <laughs> but it was still a good but, one. Yeah, Dolom- And definitely yeah, we, we, we at least cursed a lot, so that was good. <laughs> yeah. Probably broke the record yeah. for motherfuckers in a single Netflix and chat, so... Plus, I did throw my towel back in for the uh, Suck MC challenge in that one, unbeknownst <laughs> to Liam. Yeah, that's true. And Just still taking those uh, episode 10 we... emails, y'all. <laughs> and, of course, we're still uh, doing our live in Coronaville, Geeked Up podcast. Uh, just, episode 5 just came out this week. Yep, yep. So Talking about some of the uh, late-breaking developments in the entertainment mm-hmm. world as we go through Coronaville, so uh, and have a lot of laughs along the way. So, you know, if you're not laughing, you know, that's uh, all we can do. <laughs> 
And then, of course, we've been doing our, uh, every Friday night at 8 o'clock, we've been doing our Geeked Up Zoom Room parties where we invite all of you to come, do questions with us, have some closer looks, and just talk about what you've been watching and break it down, how the Coronaville, how you've been living in Coronaville. Yep, just hang with some fellow geeks in the uh, Geeked Up Podcast Zoom Room every Friday night, 8 o'clock. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Special, special Zoom Room shout-out to you. For uh, coming in there hot, or should I say cold, with the Netflix and chill ice cream this time. <laughs> yes, uh, epic, uh, epic taste testing from Yoon live on the Zoom room. As I guess just last week, we uh, I guess we haven't really talked about it on a Netflix and chat because it was on one of the Coronaville episodes last week. But uh, uh, I guess the late-breaking news out of Ben and Jerry's since uh, this is since Coronaville has gone down, but their newest creation is actually a big shout out to uh, uh, Netflix and Chat. Uh, I, I mean, I guess Netflix and Chill. <laughs> but I don't want to get sued in this whole thing. But uh, uh, I guess I Netflix. Mean, I'm just saying <laughs> this ice cream came out since we've been doing this podcast. It's yeah, I mean. You, you decide, folks. But of course, Netflix and Chill Ice Cream, an official Ben and Jerry's Netflix collabo. Somehow, me and Devin getting cut. We're getting we're getting the the, uh, the short end of the stick on this one. But I guess uh, we are going to be starting our own write-in campaign, however. But we'll get into that in a minute. But, uh, yeah, like he was saying, uh, my main man, Yoon, happened to actually have a pint in the freezer after we uh, uh, were breaking down our favorite geeked-related uh, Ben & Jerry flavors. So we got the live tape t- uh, So we got the live taste testing by Yoon. He said two peanut buttery, which sounds impossible to me. Yeah. Wait, yeah, doesn't that just mean peanut buttery? Isn't all <laughs> peanut butter flavored things too peanut buttery and stuff like that? Fuck yeah. I mean, bring your own fluff, and we've got quite the Sunday going down. <laughs> That's all I can say. That's right. That is right. And, of course, you can uh, email us in. We talked about the Zoom room last week. But you can email us in some of your favorite Ben and Jerry's combos or just uh, things you like on uh, the Geeked Up podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> And I guess that is what I was saying. Uh, uh, I was going to bring up uh, me and Devin and the email address in a minute because uh, we are trying to start in a write-in campaign to get that peanut butter uh, flavor replaced by popcorn something or another uh, for our own, for our own Netflix and chat competition. Yeah, like we talked about Geeked Up. They put goddamn potato chips in Jimmy Fallon. They can do some popcorn in ours. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So that's the Geeked Up podcast, and uh, I don't know how yeah, the two correlate. I don't, I don't know how you emailing us correlates to us emailing them, but we're gonna figure it out. So send your support along. We'll start a whole chain. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna forward the chain to the Ben and Jerry's Corporation, <laughs> and if not, hopefully my peeps at Van Dykes of Ridgewood are gonna step up to the plate. But uh, all of that to be determined via email. But. We're thinking some type of popcorn, that, vanilla, something or another. Like a salted caramel, you know? Popcorn, salted caramel. There we go. Almost like my Chicago style that I'm always ranting about. <laughs> on say, the... Maybe a hard cheddar flavor in there. Mmm. <laughs> 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 I mean, like you said, they got fucking pa- they got potato chips in one. We can't get a, we can't get a sharp cheddar <laughs> ice cream flavor. I mean, look, I'm not a, uh, I'm not against it, man. 
But I guess with all that ice cream and looking back talk, it'll get us into uh, this week's episode, Extraction of the Night. Um, yes, Extraction. <laughs> before I give you uh, our quick bre- our breakdown, uh, we'll give you IMDb's quick rundown of it. So this came out just recently, April 24th, 2020. So it's a, definitely a COVID uh Landing in the COVID-19 streaming platform of things that would be watched. Yes, this as well, actually, by the way, is a Zoom Room recommendation, uh, mind you. So a little bit of a good uh, back to the Zoom Room. But, yeah, like you said, the hot off the presses and definitely a really top 10 on Netflix for uh, close to a month now. Or or at least, uh, what, two, three weeks at this point. So. It's been hot. Because let's be honest, we did just watch uh, the other hot action movie to come out, which was Spencer Unlimited, and we felt a little rough. We wanted to give the action <laughs> movie genre another chance because yeah, and uh, and Spencer yeah. Confidential has fallen out of the top ten. Uh, what's hot on Netflix? So Extraction is and staying it, in there. So Extraction is still brand new. So it's rated. Liam, we'll let you get. Oh, I mean, this one, if there was ever a movie that deserved a TVMA, uh, I'm going... So, I guess, that being said, given the given the uh, inconsistency, I'm going R from stupid Netflix. Never getting it right. No, no, I'm joking. I'm going Correct. TVMA for this one. Oh, it's R. Is it really? Yeah. So, this makes no sense, because as well, this movie was like, not... Was, was this... Uh, uh, did it get early streamed out of the theaters? Was Netflix yeah, going to no, give it its Oscar think... run in the theater to get its its two weeks? <laughs> but like, what the fuck? How is this not? Yeah, I don't know how. It, we try to make sense of it, and it's making less and less as we go on. Wow. Um, but moving on, the runtime for this movie is one hour fifty six minutes. It is classified as an action slash thriller, which we're going to circle back to here in a second. <laughs> and I will give you their uh, rundown of the movie, see what you think. Uh, Tyler Rake, a fearless black market mercenary, embarks on the most deadly extraction of his career when he's enlisted to rescue the kidnapped son of an imprisoned international crime lord. Yeah. All right. I'd say if you, if, you could, if, you, if you could do that in an Australian accent, you really don't even need to watch this fucking thing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we can tell you what happens. We'll give you a Bradley Cooper, and then, uh, and then that's it. We can call it a day, but... Yeah, no, that's a pretty they, – they, they nailed it, I'd say, with that one. For sure, for sure. And I'm going to give you two things here. Uh, one I usually don't do, but it's kind of going to go hand-in-hand. Hand. It's directed by Sam Hargrave. This is his uh, directorial debut. And one of the writers, which we usually never talk about, but one of the writers for this is actually Joe Russo of the Russo Brothers, who's directed uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, of course, the two newest Avengers movies. Yes. And then, you know, so he is actually is the Henry. writer of this because he's been like a Correct. director for the Avengers. Now he's kind of uh, uh, he just wrote this project. And then you want to tell us a little bit about the whole director situation because you were telling me I wasn't familiar with the guy and you were giving me a breakdown. Pretty cool story there. It really is, man. So Sam Hargrave, uh, it's his directorial debut. So it's the first movie he's directed aside from shorts. But what he actually comes from is uh, he's a stuntman. He was actually uh, the stand-in for Captain America in a lot of the Avengers movies and all those. Okay, so you know he was getting a lot of work because uh, obviously, obviously, what's his face wasn't rolling around in the the dirt too much. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then so much so that not only was he the stuntman, but he was also became like one of the big fight coordinators for all those movies. 
So okay, he was so the one putting a lot of those action scenes together. Nice. So he was kind of like an advisor to the action sequences. Well, not even an advisor. I think he was like the one that's coordinating a lot of like the fight scenes. Okay, yeah, just like even just straight up doing the – Yeah, yeah. Totally in charge of it. Okay, so that's pretty cool. And that definitely – I'm sorry. Go ahead. As we begin the breakdown of this, that will come up a lot because you can kind of see a lot of the big fight scenes in this movie kind of has those like big action feels, like those very coordinated, big, uh, bigger-than-life fight scenes. Yes, I mean that's pretty much what this movie was. I mean, we'll get into it, but it makes very it makes a lot of sense that the uh uh you know, person that is making this movie has like his main experience in the action sequence, you know, and stunt side of of the film world because that's pretty much what this whole mm-hmm. movie was. It was one big crazy action sequence. And uh, you're right, a lot of it definitely had that kind of, you know, uh, uh, Marvel feel minus the superhero angle of it. But definitely, like you said, just really bigger than life action going down. Well, I'll say this too, man, just to kind of point this out. I don't want to get in too much too much into it because I didn't do too much research on it. But just a little bit of looking this movie up. Another writer who's not really a writer of the screenplay, but this guy, Andre Park, or I'm sorry, Andy Park, is uh, this movie is actually based off of the graphic novel Ciudad. I think it's a Spanish uh, graphic novel where okay, I so think this guy was the main character. I didn't know that at all, so I guess it's technically another comic book movie. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I honestly so, don't know anything about. I got gotcha. you. But uh, okay, that that makes that makes sense too because this would actually play. He himself, I suppose, would play very well. It's like a graphic novel character, and you can see this mm-hmm. one playing pretty good. It's like because it did it did have a comic book, and we'll get into it, uh, uh, I guess later. But another genre that I could have almost thrown it in there with, but it had one of those like video game movie kind of action feels where this was not a video game. You know, but it felt like it could have been Doom or something like that, where it was just like, you know, one crazy action sequence after another and that kind of like, uh, you know, uh, ascending up the uh, ranks. It's funny you say that, too, about it uh, having a video game feel, because uh, before we get into the breakdown of the movie, but there's a part where it's when you first see where Chris Hemsworth lives in Australia. And there's like a helicopter. It took me a real minute to realize that helicopter just wasn't parked in his like yard. It was like just a total video game looking hideout. He's like, there's my call on my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize it was the ladies like ride there. But at first, when they first pulled up, you don't see there. I was like, oh, dude, he has his own helicopter parked in his house. <laughs> I know. So actually, like, totally I mean, we'll get into it in a minute. I, I'll, I'll wait till uh, I'll wait till we, I'll wait till our, our, when we start our movie rundown. But was he in Australia, or was he? Did he not live in uh, in India? I thought he was like an Indian mercenary. Uh, we'll get into it, but. Uh, yeah, we will get into it. But uh, I guess, too, I guess saying also, reason I don't know if I said it or not, but Chris Hemsworth is pretty much the only big name in this movie. Uh, a lot of names, a lot of fresh faces in this that I didn't really recognize or seen or anything else. And a lot of names I don't feel like mispronouncing, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, like you said, uh, he was, I guess, uh, maybe uh, a spoiler alert, but uh, maybe a guest uh, surprise appearance later. Uh, from another, uh, you know, recognizable face. But other than that, yeah, lots of uh, uh, Indian and Bangladeshi actors, I'd say. So uh, uh, perhaps the next Idris Elba in The One Dude, I could say, being crossover American <laughs> action star. I, uh, I was calling him the, the Indian Idris. But uh, other than that, yeah, lots of, you know, 
The other kids I'm going to be referring to as Slumdog <laughs> in various... Uh... Oh, I was going to call them uh, the Bondus. That's how I started this intro, too. I said Kamarasu Bondu, which what I've learned from all of the... Uh, a lot of the Bangladesh boy busboys I used to work with. Those are the couple of words I could speak. You say Bandu Kamarasa, that means friend, how are you? <laughs> then you'd say Balo, which means good. Interesting. Although I wouldn't go trusting anything I mean to told you about the Bengali language, though, if that's your... <laughs> yeah. At least, uh, I think that's what I'm saying. If, if he's I your Bengali tutor, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't go repeating it on a podcast. Yeah, I could have very well opened this up being like, what's up, goat fuckers? <laughs> but, uh... Hopefully I said, how are you, friend? I stand by your words either way, you know? I, uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, kind of like we were saying, too, that has, has the video game feel, uh, comic feel. It's classified as an action thriller. Oh, before we get into that, though, I don't want to forget. Uh, Liam, I'll let you guess. Uh, what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes on this one was? Ah, the tomato meter. Interesting, because I've actually heard positive feedback. I mean, this was a, a it was a, it was a golden ticket recommendation from the Zoom Room. Uh, been a top ten uh, hit, so I'm gonna give it. I'd say I'm gonna give it a, a seventy five on the people meter on Tomato, which is pretty good, you know. Hmm. Um, it's certified fresh on both angles. The critics gave it a sixty eight percent, and the audience gave it a seventy percent. Seventy so, hand in hand, almost. All right. All right. So not bad. Like we said, but you yeah, know, so decent buzz. It's always rare when we get a good fresh one on here. <laughs> they can't all be XOXO, well, people. Well, like we were saying, though, it's an action thriller, but we would also kind of put this into, like, the kidnapped category. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely goes into the long, uh, uh, long genre of kidnap movies where the action star is seeking revenge uh, on a blood feud, which this one does. Uh, we'll get into it in our breakdown, but he start, it starts off mercenary and then ends up personal, as it always does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to me, it had a very uh, similar feel to, uh, I don't remember, Man on Fire with Denzel Washington and Dakota Fanning. Of course, it yeah. It had a uh, very similar feel to me as that, just the hardest nails, uh, you know, badass ex-Marine who then, like, you know, heart melts for the kid he has to, like, save. <laughs> yeah, and as well, they were both in, like, a foreign country, I think. Wasn't that, like, a Mexican drug mm -hmm. lord or something like that? That was in Mexico. Yeah, the but then this one is obviously in, in uh, uh, India, Bangladesh, you know, between those two countries. So that had uh, uh, that kind of, you know, feel. Uh, the one that it kind of most reminded me of, though, was still Commando. And I guess, like, all of these action movies have, you know, are basically, you know, have something like that. But uh, uh, it just it had the whole uh, uh, over-the-top action kind of feel where he was, like, more of an Arnold kind of character than a Denzel, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, in that aspect, too, you could almost argue that almost every action movie is a kidnap movie in some extent. Especially in, like, the 80s, 90s ones. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, uh, Leave a Weapon, someone gets kidnapped in that. Uh, <laughs> here's one I'll even throw you at you. was kind of toast at both of those lines, what we've been talking about already, but Spencer Confidential. At the very end, don't they kidnap Alan Arkin? Or not Alan Arkin, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. There's a kidnapping, much like everything else that ever happens in, a mo in, in an action movie. That was thrown, that was shoehorned into Spencer Confidential as well. But... <laughs> Definitely, uh, 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 there are some other, you know, like uh, Man on Fire kind of reminded me more of like Taken, 
you know, which was another like real kidnap movie. But you're right. They're kind sure. of like the action, you know, crazy over the top kidnaps. But then there are the other kind of more like personal ones. Another cool one to me. Uh, uh, I got two from the 90s. But uh, do you remember A River Wild or River Wild? With Kevin Bacon sure, and John C. Yeah. Riley were like the two scumbags that hijacked a family and then made him like canoe their way to say their their way to freedom. Do you think that's crazy? Do you remember who the mom is in that movie? Was it like Helen Hunt, right? It's Meryl Streep. <laughs> oh, Meryl! Jesus, Meryl Streep. Really, uh, yeah. really going down. I mean, that was honestly like the, I, I don't know. I remember loving that movie though. Like, it gets no play in in, in, in history. I don't know if that was just like a, a '90s classic, but I remember owning the VHS and fucking watching the shit out of River Wild. Yeah, I remember watching that movie a bunch. Guy, I guess we we're the same age. It feels, but uh, you know, definitely uh, the best. the biggest Meryl Streep banger out there. <laughs> Would that be your celebrity <laughs> go-to guy, Meryl Streep? <laughs> That's the trick. That's the yeah. lady from River Wild. <laughs> no doubt, dude. I'll say it uh, since we're talking about comic book movies, too. I'd say besides, like, the Iron Man movies, because Iron Man is, like, the only one in the MCU that, like, has a steady girlfriend that gets into trouble, I would say every comic book movie outside the MCU is technically a kidnap movie, too. You know what I mean? Superman's always rescuing Lois Lane. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Lois Lane Burton. gets kidnapped in every fucking movie, that's for sure. Uh, Spider-Man's always rescuing that Mary Jane. Uh, <laughs> Batman was rescuing Vicky Vale. How about this for a he big geeked did. one? Even a uh, Princess Leia. The whole Star Wars is all fucking based off of them trying to save Princess Leia. Old Jabba, no doubt, dude. my main man Jabba. No well, that's we, uh... I mean, the whole premise of A New Hope is they're going to rescue a kidnapped princess. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. Then there's, I guess, uh, uh, along with the kidnap, though, let me kind of flip the script on you. Yes, because it's in the same kind of genre. But this this movie as well dealt with the great, like, uh, ransom movie, which, again, uh, usually kind of go hand in hand. But it had the big hostage uh, uh, feel as well. You know what I mean? For sure. Where it had, like, almost that uh, die-hard uh, action. Like I said, to, to me, if anything, it kind of it felt more like a commando or a die-hard. It, it was basically commando meets slumdog in, in my book. But it was just that, like, right. action, action, action set to some type of kidnap hostage thing going down. I mean, you're talking kidnap hostage thing going down. I'm just going to stick with the 90s. I mean, who gets more hostages than a... Bunch of people stuck on a bus that had to keep up 50 miles per hour until Dennis Hopper gets paid out. You know, I'm talking speed, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what about uh, another 90s classic when it was the exact same thing but on a boat two years later in San Diego? I mean, speed 2. <laughs> speed 2. But you're right. Yeah, speed was definitely uh, – Dennis Hopper had them all under hostage and the uh, his, his, only bargaining, his only bargaining rule – was the bus must maintain 50 miles per hour. <laughs> For sure, man. That would be the biggest uh, Another, hostage movie I would like. I mean, uh, uh, my favorite hostage movie, and again, I mean, uh, 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 another 90s classic, of course, but, and again, maybe uh, even closer to speed in some regards, but one of my all-time favorite hostage movies, uh, uh, I'm going to give you a couple hints. It's uh, co-stars Adam Sandler, uh, Adam Sandler's the drummer, I'll say. Yeah, no and I think Buscemi's in the band, if I remember. Oh, yeah, dude. We're talking airheads. <laughs> airheads, exactly. Hold the record, uh, hold the, the radio station for hostage. 
And who's the DJ? Isn't the DJ like Weird Al or like Chaz Palminteri or somebody hilarious? Like he's not Chaz Palminteri. It's the guy that does the voice. I can't remember. I'm forgetting his name. Joe something. Joe Montana. uh, Fat Tony's voice on The Simpsons. Okay. Yes. Yes. Weird Al was, of course, from what UHF or PCU or whatever was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kramer's (laughs) in that one, which also in UHF. Oh, you're right. Kramer's a record exec in that. Nice. That one is kind of like a diehard, uh, diehard spoof. Let's be honest, but that could have gone down in our, or maybe did go down in our cult classics. <laughs> I think it did. That's a good call. I think somebody definitely brought that up. But another good, this was uh, actually kind of uh, uh, like uh, if you took a lot of the action out of it, it was kind of similar to another uh, Ransom movie from the 90s called Ransom. <laughs> but remember Mel Gibson in Ransom? Oh, I remember that movie. Yeah. It was another I good one. Movie. A little bit more of like a serious, that was kind of more like a Taken, you know, from the Taken side of things. Well, but what about, uh, I got one that uh, I love. I think it was one of my dad's favorites too, but. Remember The Negotiator with Kevin Spacey and uh, Samuel L. Jackson? Yep, yep. For sure. Uh, Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. So this and definitely, about- uh, uh, it's it's from the whole genre of that, except with a, with a whole fuckload more action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot more action packed. I guess that'll get us into it there, too. Just uh, our official rundown, the key jump rundown of Extraction Man, right? Yes. I guess I'll just... To get into it, it uh, opens up, and I forget which movie we just watched recently that it opens up like later into the movie. It opens up at the end. So this one opens up on a big action highway scene. It's Chris Hemsworth looking pretty beat up, running down a highway, fighting soldiers with like one of the coolest guns I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Things like a red laser diet and the uh, big silencer on the machine gun. The thing was badass looking. <laughs> And, yeah, for uh, somebody that knows nothing about guns, it really caught my eye, you know? It was really... Uh... Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Again, and kind of to go back to, uh, definitely had that video game feel. It looked like a kitted out, like, gun, just kind of, like, Call of Duty. <laughs> and even that opening scene, it was literally like, guy jumps out from behind the van, another guy ducking <laughs> yeah, no, over no, here, okay. like... It was a first-person shooter scene going down. What an action movie it is. It just pops into action. Starts off action. And you're right, though. Somehow you knew right away that that was like, it was a Tarantino thing going on. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) just somehow. Every one of you motherfuckers get on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) But then it even gives you the, uh, just to let you know that the uh, movie doesn't think their audience is as smart as they are, it goes two days earlier. <laughs> Much like the Seinfeld scene in India. I'm just saying. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the same, like the same gimmick as when uh, <laughs> Helmsworth was wearing Timberlands the whole fucking time, if you, didn't, if you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, it, shows a pretty, it opens up with a pretty intense action scene. But uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> uh, immediately just starts showing then these uh, three friends, these three kids around like 15 years old in India. Uh, the one kid gets dropped off, and he's our main guy. You know right away that he's going to be the kid in the movie. And he gets dropped off to uh, this what can be described as like a crazy-ass mansion with uh, a lot of people there that don't look like family. He's pretty alone, <laughs> some... Uh, Big, I guess, yeah, they paint the picture that, that it's home. one of those, you know, lonely childhoods in this big compound with all sorts of armed guards everywhere. Mm, yeah, you know this kid is somebody. There's uh, security everywhere. Uh, his 
top bodyguard tells him, you know, you're supposed to be coming right home. That's what your father wanted. Uh, kid eats some lonely dinner, plays some lonely piano, <laughs> lay in his bedroom. Then he gets a text like, yo, we're at the club. And then cut to them to like what can be described as like a teenage bar. I know. Like, How old are they? Like what's the drinking age in India? I was going to say <laughs> like – is yeah, this, is, is this like a non-alcoholic nightclub or are these kids just fucking balling out is this movie retarded like what's happening right now <laughs> yeah no really yeah like i said they're all drinking like whiskey on the rocks and like talking about uh sleeping with some girls over there we gotta talk to you but they, I mean, it looked like they were up, drinking like it didn't they, they were drinking like juice though unless it was like a like a vodka orange juice it was like you know, it didn't look like they were drinking. Like, they weren't, like, clearly boozing in this place. So I don't know. It might have been, like, a cultural thing where there might be, like, you know, underage clubs kind of, like, hangouts like that for teenagers in India. But it was a weird thing that was going on. Yeah. But uh, his buddy, the, our main kid's buddy, who I guess uh, his name in the film was uh, Avi. Avi, yes. Uh... So Avi needs a little convincing to go uh, talk to one of the girls at the bar. His friend takes him outside, lights him up a joint. He says, uh, take a hit of this. You'll be uh, smooth as hell. And in my head, I'm like, yeah, right, dude. I, I, you <laughs> I know, know how quiet and paranoid I get? <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> like, you thought I was acting weird before. Uh, you wait till I come back in now. You should have stuck with his and, first move. Was the, the, he, pulled the, he pulled the took his glasses off, and it was like a rom-com makeover. Almost, ha- almost went down. <laughs> But he should have just stuck with that approach. Uh, take the glasses off, shake the hair, and you would have been golden. But, but uh, yeah, they go outside, they go to smoke a joint, and then every 15-year-old's nightmare happens. The police come rolling up, the 5 come rolling up. <laughs> right when the joint gets lit, uh, and this is when things start to get pretty crazy because the cops come up, they're like, look, we know you're smoking weed. It's all good. You got your whole lives ahead of you. They shoot poor obvious friend right in the face throw a bag over mm-hmm. avi and then obvious oh the cops are crooked uh they're kidnapping this poor son of a bitch now plot two uh cut to then introduce the hero chris hemsworth lying on top of the show like victoria falls i believe it is which is uh well i say they're in australia because i'm pretty sure that's in australia <laughs> did it say they were in victoria falls it did. Okay, I see. I didn't know. Yeah, like I, I was actually confused about that because it kind of comes that there's like a bunch of mercenaries that pop up, and I'm like, are there a lot of fucking I mean, like white ex military lunatics living in the woods in India for no reason? Like the fuck? <laughs> well, the other clue too was his two friends who he's hanging out with both have Australian accents. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, okay. So the, so they were. Uh, he was indeed in Australia. Yeah, they're, they're hanging out in Australia. It's showing that he's like you know. Drinking beer, hanging out, just not cheesy action stereotype like Spencer Confidential, but just kind of, yeah. yeah. It's kind of showing you, like, oh, look at the cool action guy. He's the hard drinking, drinking uh, troubled life of the guy. Yeah, troubled life. He uh, jumps off the cliff, lands in the water, and just immediately starts meditating. <laughs> <It's> like. <laughs> So that, the like he can TV breathe TV underwater. TV. Like, is this a superhero movie or not? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Aquaman now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like we were saying, then you know, it just shows him like hanging out. He seems troubled, and then they really push it home because then he uh, definitely pulls up to his like cool action hero Mel Gibson esque trailer that's just <laughs> full of booze and pills. Uh, 
one of the bottles of pills, I don't know if you noticed, goes like so far out of the way to say oxycodone on them in giant letters. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. I was distracted by all of the other jars. I was, <laughs> I was trying to count the yeah. amount of fucking uh, pill jars that were in this guy's fucking. Uh, There's literally a little pill jar on the table in like giant orange letters that says oxycodone. <laughs> like, in the subtitles, it said. But uh, there's a big helicopter in his yard, and sure enough, you can tell, like, his point man, or in this case, point woman, uh, comes in, kind of gives him the deal, was like, all right, check it, look, this very prominent uh, drug dealer's uh, kid in India was just kidnapped by the rival drug dealer in Bangladesh, and they're going to charge him a ransom. They don't want to pay it, and they're hiring us to go, uh, go in there and extract the kid. While he's talking to her, too, he, uh, while she's breaking it down for him, too, he's like, oh, do it. While he, like, swallows, which is, like, love this movie. He swallows just a handful of pills, chases it with, like, a whiskey, and she's like, you better be sober tomorrow. And it's like, dude, there's no way this fucking guy's going to be sober tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> he fucking just took, like, eight oxycodone. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't God. see him. I don't, I don't. I don't see him putting down that bottle by tomorrow morning, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, plus he's been day drinking all day. He's been chilling <laughs> on Victoria Pool. Here's what I'll say too, and like put my hand to the fire if I'm wrong. But tell you right now, the uh, amount of alcohol and like drug problem they were insinuating that he has with all the pills and his house full of booze. Nobody with that problem and addiction looks like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> It's true. They don't, you know what uh, I mean? Let alone like Black Ops Mercenary, but it doesn't look alone. <laughs> yeah, no, for it's real. Like, it's tough to make it to the gym fucking six times a week with a, the hardcore Oxy problem. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> or, yeah, for sure. But, uh, you know, it also cuts to, I guess, it might not happen before, but uh, Avi's bodyguard goes to the jail where Avi's dad is, who is, uh, he's in jail right now, so that's why. The other drug dealer in Bangladesh feels like he can, like, strike right now. But Avi's dad is like, look, uh, get my kid back or I'm going to kill your kid. So he's a bad guy, too. You know what I mean? Yep. There's no one you're really rooting for. But then it cuts to the guy that uh, actually kidnapped uh, Avi, the other big bad drug dealer from Bangladesh, right? And it shows him on a roof. Who's easily like my favorite character of the whole movie. <laughs> and uh, uh, not since the days of the honky-tonk man in the WWF have I rooted for a bad guy so so hard as I was for the hilarious uh, Bengali drug lord and his, and especially his henchmen, as we'll get into. But, oh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, I thought you were going to be talking about his right-hand <laughs> Yeah, no, his number two is easily my favorite, actually. But the whole team, yeah. though. And as well, like you said, just shout out to all my Bengali peeps uh, from uh, years in the restaurant in the restaurant biz. I'm going Bengali over Indian uh, right off the bat here anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a lot more Bengali yeah. friends, to be honest, but. <laughs> but uh, it just kind of shows you uh, in this scene just kind of how hardcore it one, the bad guy is, and two, like, what this movie really is. Because one, they've already, okay, one, they've already shot a kid in the head. Like, point-blank rage, right? The cops <laughs> that shoot Avi's friend right in the face. This is all within the first, like, 20 minutes of this movie. Avi's <laughs> friend gets shot in the face. And then, like, much like Slumdog Millionaire, the Bangladesh drug lord has, like, all, like, these 14-year-old, 8-year-old, all these young boys on the roof that obviously work for him. And just without any explanation, his number two guy just runs over, grabs one, and just chucks him off the roof. <laughs> yeah. So now, at the beginning of this movie... His henchman, again, by the way, has like a hilarious minutes. perm, by the way. I guess that's that's <laughs> yeah, like the, his main distinguishable characteristic would be... 
I don't know if he's even in another scene, but he really stole the show with the perm and the hucking kids up roof. <laughs> yeah, and it really did. Within the first 20 minutes of this film now, now two kids under the age of 15 have just been brutally murdered. And really both for no reason, other than just effect. Yeah, that's true. So uh, this kind of shows you how bad the drug dealer is. And, uh, you know, that's that. Actually, I kind of got ahead of that because then it cuts back to uh, Chris Hemsworth in Australia. Or Chris Hemsworth shows up in India, and they're kind of giving the breakdown of, like, what's going to go down. They're like, all right, look, like, this is what it is. Uh, Avi's dad is going to be paying us to extract them, get them. They'll send us the money, then we'll drop them off. Uh, He's asking all all of the pertinent questions that only a black seal ops would be able to... How many people are there going to be? Are we going to be? Yeah. Okay, all right. That's pretty much all I need to know. It's a... 20? All right. <laughs> yeah, on it. Hey, hey. Right. <laughs> yeah. A I master game plan action... here. <laughs> this is where the action really starts because they like put a blindfold over. He goes to like Bangladesh. They put a blindfold over his head in the market. They take him to the secret hideout. They show him the kid. They're like, all right. Uh, you know, they kind of try to fuck with him. He's all cool about it. Steals one of the guy's joints, smokes it a little bit. And then it's just like, all right, you see the kid safe. I'll be right back with your money. Leave. <laughs> Somebody on his team of superheroes takes a sniper shot at one of the guys. He interns without a gun, goes in this room, hardcore fight, and, like, I'm going to say a badass action scene, man. Like, goes in there and just, like, clears this room out. <laughs> but it's just one of those great, like, and then again, it kind of sets the tone, like, when I was watching it, I was like, ooh, I didn't know it was going to be, like, a super violent movie like this. Like, stabbing yep. throats and, like, stubbing people's head in rakes and... No, for sure. Busting their heads on tables. I was like, oh, this is great. This is, like, an action-packed violent movie. Like, like somebody's like, head gets yeah. straight up blown off in the sequence. And, like you said, and, and, but, and as well, though, really, that scene was, like, not just kind of gratuitous violence, you know, gratuitous action, but, like, a real and kind of getting back into the, you know, director being, having, you know... A, the experience like specializing in action sequencing and all that but it really was like a super cool him clearing the room with lots of like up close hand-to-hand combat moves mm-hmm. stealing guns shooting you know what i mean like it was uh like you said a real badass just him totally fucking clearing house in this small confined room fucking indian dudes with yeah, machine it, guns uh, you know what i mean and he's just like it's a great scene you know he clears the room there's like a little 10 year old kid with a gun point at him he's like run away now he's Tell the story of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him Thor sent you. <laughs> but then he uh, rescues the kid. They like leave uh, leave the house. A little more action after uh, during that. He uh, then pretty badass. He like gets the kid to like the spot he's trying to uh, get him out of. Right? They like enter a meeting spot. He gives him a little some like boat on the river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a boat in the river waiting for him to extract. Little do we know that his body, obvious bodyguard, and really the only plot point of this, the only reason he even, like, they get in this whole situation and betrays Chris Hemsworth is they really just can't afford it. They're like, all right, look, we're going to hire these guys to rescue Avi. Can't pay him, so we're just going to try and kill them all and then save them. It's pretty much it. Oh, I didn't even realize that was what was happening. You were saying that was the uh, the other guy, like the fucking Indian Chris Helmsworth, was trying to kind of like steal the kid from Helmsworth. Yeah, okay, that's exactly what it was. So, oh, interesting. Like, I didn't even th- I didn't even think so. I thought that he was kind of just like 
out of pressure of his own kid getting killed, like, not taking any chances and was just like, I'm going in there and, like, I'm fucking doing it myself. I'm taking matters in my own hands and, like, was, well, you know, so there was kind of was, two but... operations running parallel, you know? There's three but, but... more or less. I gotcha. All right, nice. I kind of thought it was like I was kind of looking at it more as like a uh, No Country for Old Men Shiger kind of situation, where it's like they had like they had sent somebody to go after it, but then as well there was like another rogue maniac who was on the case. You know what I mean? And it was like a race for who was like who was who. You know? But I got gotcha. you. Okay, I see. And in the meantime, once the Bangladesh uh, drug lord realizes that the Abi got set free, he literally somehow has control of the entire country's army and police force. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably like a somewhat believable fucking storyline in some of these, you know, uh, uh, countries, mm-hmm. these drug lords really can, can rue the roost. You know what I mean? So I guess what happens then too is, because it's all kind of one big action scene, but this one comes to a big one because at this point, Abi's bodyguard kills Hemsworth's crew He's trying to get uh, Avi back from Hemsworth. Hemsworth is fighting him. And then the other side of it, uh, Bangladesh drug lord is now sending in all the cops to, like, kill everybody and kill the kid. Yeah. So there's a three-way, like, action scene going on. Once this all happens, I, like, timed it, too, and then looked it up. It's an, about an 11-minute, 12-minute, one-take action scene. This is when, like, Another really game. badass scene, you're right, uh, uh, sprawling through, like, the uh, crazy inner city, like, all sorts of different environments are going on, you're, you're going through this action sequence, and there's even, like, parts of car chases going down, it's like a totally oh, wild... so badass. Huh? Like, there's, yeah, like, the car chase, and then they, like, get out and, like, run through the apartment complex, and he's, like, killing the cops, and then, like... It kind of breaks off with just Avi, like, trying to run away, and he turns the corner, and Hemsworth is there, like, shoots two more in the head, stabs yeah. them all, and then it goes back into, like, a knife fight with Indian Hemsworth and <laughs> yeah, regular Hemsworth. There was another knife fight. And then that to... fucking Hemsworth gets hit by a car, then he hits Indian Hemsworth with a truck. It's fucking yeah. bonkers, dude. Like, <laughs> Definitely. It's nonstop action. They're both, like, Terminators. Like, aren't they supposed to be just regular men? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, and we didn't get to see any type of backstory. We didn't get to see the hard drinking montage of Indian Hemsworth. I guess we get to see we did we get we did get to see a, a clip of him with his family to establish his. But like we didn't they didn't explain why the fuck this guy is such a badass. You know they kind of conveyed that with Hemsworth meditating on the on the ocean. You're like all right, this guy is going to be able to kill lots of people. But uh, well, the Indian his, uh, uh, the Indian Hemsworth was really plus all of his cool tattoos. <laughs> but uh yeah, so basically big action fight, another huge, huge, badass action scene. Uh Hemsworth gets away with the kid. The kid doesn't know what to do. He's just like, Hey, that's my bodyguard, I should trust him. He's gonna trust no one kid. Yeah, I mean that was another kind of interesting factor was like he was almost gonna say it and it was just so crazy the kid couldn't like he didn't I, I couldn't identify it you know uh, immediately that it was his bodyguard and then they couldn't really like they were just in too much action to even like tell him and then literally like before when he had the chance it was after Helmsworth totally tagged him with a truck and the kid was like holy shit you just ran him over with the truck and he's like yeah man it was pretty badass right like hop in let's go but like he didn't get to tell him that it was I, like, hey, that was my bodyguard. Like that was uh, this was all a big misunderstanding. Stop the fight. Well, you know what I mean, bro? but not really. I mean, that kind of gets to my point where no one's really the good guy because like guys with the talent, like don't go over there, man. I haven't got paid yet. Like you go run to your bodyguard, I'll shoot you both. Okay. Yes. Yes. 
So, you know, but they do get away. They get away. They have, they hide out in the warehouse for a little bit. Um, then they, uh, decide to get out of the warehouse, trying to get to a different extraction point. Chris Hemsworth company is telling him like, look, you're not getting paid. Ditch the kid. He's like, I'm not doing it. Fucking, I want to get money. He's still saying money. He's doing it for money, but you know, he's soft enough. But then they leave the warehouse. I don't remember exactly why they leave the warehouse. Chris Hemsworth's pretty beat up at this point. But then they get jumped by a bunch of, like, 14-year-olds. Anywhere from, like, 8 to 14-year-olds, yeah. dude. And a hilarious fight scene where he just smacks these kids around. <laughs> Much like the scene from uh, Billy Madison playing dodgeball. It reminds me of <laughs> just yeah, yeah. fucking these kids up. No, for sure. Although I guess there was something that we kind of skipped over. There is like a little bit of sloppy foreshadowing that's going on. Is the uh, one of the kids from the roof that got tossed off. That kind of ended with like one of these kids standing up and uh, uh, claiming that the kid that got thrown off the roof was to blame and being clever and catching the eye of like the main Bengali drug lord evil asshole. And now this kid is part of the crew that like attacks on the streets that attacks Hemsworth this time. So then Hemsworth kind of like he's one of the kids that gets the shit slapped out of him. So now this kid as well has like a blood feud out for Hemsworth and wants like now he's got a personal reason uh, uh, to be tracking it. Now he's got his blood in the game, you know? Very true too, man, because you're right. We totally skipped over that. The kid that uh, stood up on the roof too, the Bangladesh drug lord, is like, all right, dude, look, cut off two of your fingers because I want to be shown. That's what happens when you steal from me even though it wasn't you. And the kid was like, he's totally willing to do it. It's saved by the day, by like, saved by the bell, like the drug lord finding out the kid got away. But then after you're right, the Hemsworth beats up these kids. Uh, Hemsworth and Avi hide in the smelliest sewers in the world, or yeah. so he claims. But then it cuts to the It bad didn't look kid. so bad, though, dude. And there should have been far more rats in a Bengali sewer. That's all I can say. But I don't know. I mean, I imagine <laughs> it was going to be pretty bad, dude. <laughs> I mean, I imagine uh, a Bengali sewer to be fucking way worse. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, but while they're hiding out the sewers, the aforementioned kid that we were just talking about shows up at, like, I don't know, if it's the Bangladesh drug lord's uh, house or a casino because there's, like, gambling going on downstairs, and then upstairs they're having a formal dining. <laughs> yeah that's true these Bengalis have quite the life of fucking lavish partying from yeah I'm telling you this was going to be big time for tourism <laughs> drop the kids off at uh, the 15 year old club and come yeah, to seriously. Bangladeshi drug lord get your kid casino. kidnapped and fucking uh, and ball out with the Bengali <laughs> but the kid ends up uh, he ends up going to the formal dinner the bang, uh, Bangladesh uh, drug lord's having and he ends up chopping off one of his fingers. He's like, look, man, I uh, almost got him. Since I didn't, I chopped a finger off for you. If you let me be the one to kill this guy, I'll uh, give you another finger. And the guy's like, Jesus Christ, dude, I was just kind of joking around earlier. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> dude, you're bleeding all over my fucking carpet. Jesus, get out of here. you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you're right. Oh. So, but th and that was kind of. I was actually going to save it till the end, uh, uh, and I guess teaser alert. He might th this very unestablished, uh, shoehorned in storyline with this random Indian kid's probably going to come back up. 
but <laughs> uh, just not really established very well. You know what I mean? And again, there's not really much establishing that happens in this movie as it is just like crazy action sequence kind of into, uh, uh, you know, from one to another. But For sure. And, I mean, and again, too, it kind of has like that Bad Boys 2 feel where it's like, well, we have to throw some kind of plot line in between, like, the action scene. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, we didn't want to. The studio insisted yeah, uh, <laughs> that we do it. But, uh, so cut back to uh, Hemsworth and Avi sitting in the uh, sitting in the smelly sewer. Hemsworth again calls his agency, and he was like, all right, look, like, we need, like, somewhere to hide out. They're like, dude, sit the kid. He's like, no, no, call my boy Jasper. Jasper owes me a favor. He happens to live here, I guess, in Bangladesh. And also, uh, I saved his life. So sure enough, a car pulls up. Uh, That's blasting some wicked Bengali hip-hop, mind you. <laughs> Just crushing some Bengali hip-hop in this thing. And again, still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all, as I'm back in the game. <laughs> yeah. This is when you thought he was out. God damn it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, his Gasper shows up, he gets in the car, he like, you don't see him yet, he uh, brings him to their house, uh, they get out, and lo and behold, a big kind of like predator, broing out handshake, it's our, our boy Hopper from Stranger Things, <laughs> Gasper himself, David the Hop. yes, <laughs> yeah. Big, uh, big surprise cameo from the Hop. Because again, I, I, I did no research looking into this movie before pressing play, and after like fucking forty-five minutes of an action sequence, all of a sudden Hopper shows up to really put this shit over the top. Yeah, yeah, dude, I had no idea. Uh, Hopper is in the mix, so um, they're hiding out in Hopper's. Uh, Hopper's helping them out in, in cargo shorts and tevas, mind you, <laughs> living in the middle of Benga, <laughs> living in the middle of living, living just south of city center in Bangladesh for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, right. So he's like, "Look, shower up. I'm married now. I've settled down. Thanks for saving my life. Of course, I'll help you guys." Uh, Chris Hemsworth and Avi have a little heart to heart. You find out that Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Wife and uh, kid died. Or wife left him. His kid's dead. Uh, Much like every hard-drinking black uh, ex-black ops, you know, crazy fucking mm -hmm. military dude. And for no reason, like total, this character switch of his, like, oh sure, I'll be, I'll bring my uh, all my emotions down to you. Yeah, have a good <laughs> cry. <laughs> yeah, for real. So then, uh, Avi takes a nap. You know, he's had a long couple days. He's sleeping. Hensworth goes downstairs. Starts throwing out with a uh, gasper, old Hopper himself. And uh, Hopper's trying to say, trying to say some uh, suspicious stuff. He's like, you know, the best thing we can do for that kid is uh, he's got nowhere to go. His dad's in jail. No one's going to protect him. Uh, Even before that, though, you didn't trust Hopper. As actually, when he told Hemsworth and the other, like, I got to go shower, didn't he, didn't he, like, pull the old, like, I got to run to the store for milk. You guys hang out. <laughs> yeah. I thought Hemsworth yeah, 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 was just yeah, yeah. going to bail then, because obviously you didn't trust Hopper anymore. But it was just like, where are you going in the middle of Bangladesh? Like, what errands are you running at midnight in a fucking Bengali what jungle? Are you getting like, milk. You know, like. But yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. He did do the, uh, I'll be right back. So you didn't trust him, right? You know, it was a. Uh... But you're right. They start chit chat, and he's like, "The best thing you can do is kill this kid." Hemsworth is like, "No way, man." David Harbour's like, "Hopper's like, look, dude, I uh, there's a ten million reward for this guy. Uh, 
And you kind of find that too. Like we both can't be uh, mercenary in our whole lives, right, bro? Like just the two of us, two <laughs> good-looking, uh, cool guys. Like, wait a second, are you guys supposed to be like equals? Yeah, Hopper, you can actually do this. I think <laughs> Hemsworth should go to the modeling uh, career, but you should be a, <laughs> yeah. a Bengali mercenary. I think you're really. Yeah, now, I don't Hopper see any other role in society for you. I would believe it's a pill popper, you know what I mean? Because even then, when like Chris Hemsworth again eats a handful of pills, there, Hopper's like, "Oh, can I have some?" Yeah, no, no problem, sure. boy. If you well, want to see what an like, oxy head looks like, look no further than the hop. <laughs> fucking... Hopper in the cargo shirts. Yeah, way too old to be wearing tevas and fucking and and and, and, and overweight. Now that's what it's gonna look like to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. But then, yeah, Hopper reveals his true intentions. Next thing you know, Chris Hemsworth and Hopper get into a big fight, a la kill, opening a kill bill, big house fight, breaking bottles, and, uh, <laughs> and again, I'm going to attribute it to the fact that Chris Hemsworth had like a broken arm and already been fighting all day, but uh, the old hot man comes on top. <laughs> yeah, good call. Hemsworth should just kick the shit out of him. <laughs> it shouldn't have been <laughs> yeah. close at all, but... But it was uh, uh, underhanded tactics. A couple of cheap shots, I think, by Hopper that got him the got him the advantage. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, so Hopper gets him, but then sure enough, Hoppy's downstairs with a gun, kills Hopper. Was pretty upset about it. Uh, you know, he's like, "I just want to go home." Chris Hemsworth was like, "We'll get you there, mate. We'll get you home." But first, let's stop it out back. I'm going for a blooming onion. Another actual uh, hilarious that I just remembered, but in that heart to heart that we just uh, skipped over between Helmsworth and the, and and and, uh, and Avi. But remember as well, Helmsworth got a phone call from like his point woman, like again, like dude, like seriously, stop with this mission, fucking, like we're out of here. There's and 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 Avi totally called him out on it because his phone was too loud. So <laughs> yeah, Avi is like right. suspicious right off the rip. He's like, oh, "Are you going to leave me in the streets just like everyone else in my?" Like, and Iron called him and he's like, your phone was on way too loud. I can hear everything that you say, stupid Hemsworth. <laughs> and then again, stupid Avi eavesdropping is fucking all over it with Hopper right on top of the gun. Like, Avi's, uh, Avi knows that fucking he's, <laughs> that he's got uh, a... Avi should have shot him both and just called his <laughs> bodyguard and be like, hey, I'm at this crazy house. Come pick me up. Yeah, for real. Like, these two guys, because yeah, he did hit the phone. You're right. He did make the whole point of being like, you're not going to abandon me like everyone else. I'd be a lot more scared. Like, hey, dude, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me on the side of the road. <laughs> I know, seriously. And again, they didn't really it. establish enough uh, uh, any reason as to why Hemsworth wouldn't take the $10 million and just, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't really, you know, uh, a Chenny. They, they at least gave you the big loving montage of Arnold paddling around in the pool with Chenny. You know, but like this, there's just really not the, at least like Denzel, like you mentioned in Men on Fire, there was like, you know, he hugged her and gave her a kiss on the nose once. Oh, I can see why he'll go to hell and back for her. But this is just like, Hemsworth really is just uh, 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 going all like, uh, defying logic with his loyalty to this little shithead. For sure, dude. There's no build up. Even like you said, even like in a Men on Fire, the whole first half of the movie is like Dakota Fanning melting Denzel's heart. And then she gets kidnapped. He's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. boy, I'm on fire now. For real. Or even if it was just, like, straight up for the cash early in, like you were saying, where Helmsworth is just, like, still doing it, like, looking at him as a bargaining chip or, like, looking at him, uh, you know, as his, as his best resource. Once the $10 million is on the table, like, what do you fucking, you know, like, maybe he didn't trust Hopper at that point, but, like, they didn't really establish enough 
of a reason for him not to take that that cash, you know? Yeah, no, really. If anything, he should have just killed Hopper right there and been like, "Oh, come on down here. I got something to tell you." <laughs> yeah, for real. No, it's uh, a very weird how quickly he was just like, "All right, I'll do anything for you, boy." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because someone. I want to see you. I want to see you achieve your dreams of playing the piano. <laughs> which was established for two scenes and then never mentioned again. <laughs> but so much so that, I mean, afterwards, after the whole Harbors thing, he's like, all right, you know what, we'll get you home. And then kind of did what we were talking about at the beginning of this, and just, like, he calls his bodyguard. He was like, hey, totally got our water across there, mate. I think we want the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, they could have teamed up so long ago, like, if only. No, for sure. But he teams up with Avi's bodyguard uh, and is like, decides, like, all right, look, we're going to get you across this bridge. I'm Which he hadn't had, uh, uh, and Hemsworth hasn't had as good of a partner since he teamed up with uh, with Rocket in uh, uh, fucking uh, Endgame or uh, Age of Ultron or whatever. <laughs> the raccoon was busy, mate. So yeah, but it was like Thor Indian and the raccoon, raccoon reunited when uh, uh, Hemsworth and Indian Hemsworth finally... <laughs> So they team up to get the kid across this bridge, which is, uh, I don't know, excuse my ignorance, but I'm, to me, I'm assuming it's the bridge that's the border of India and Bangladesh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the uh, Bengali Gate my... Bridge, is the, as they call it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looked like just some fucking ignorance. really big, uh, heavily trafficked. Well, because it kind of had to think, too, that, like, look, once we get him across the bridge, like, his army can't touch us. Oh, like, yeah, right. you're right. There was like so. a state lines situation thing going <laughs> yeah, on. Exactly. Ooh, sorry. You know we can't go over there. <laughs> but um, so they do that. Why also like the uh, Bangladesh drug dealer, drug lord is telling the general of the army of the country, like, all right, throw everything you got at him. So, so can't you? We've been doing that for the last week. If you haven't noticed, we've had fucking <laughs> the entire city shut down for. <laughs> We're trying. Uh, we're trying, yeah, Bengali Maniac. They shut the whole city down. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so they uh, start going across the bridge. They put on some funny scarves. Hemsworth starts shooting grenades. You can tell this is going to be the big last action sequence because he's also wearing the same outfit, has the same gun he did at the uh, highway scene at the beginning of the movie. Yes. You know, we getting there. You're starting to uh, realize that it was indeed a Tarantino situation. <laughs> you motherfuckers move! <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they start fighting on the bridge, and literally, it's Chris Hemsworth and Indian Chris Hemsworth versus the whole country's army <laughs> and police force. And then, uh, then his four, like, four goons show up in the Hemsworth squad. You know, the lady, his point man, they all got crazy guns. They're like, we'll help you there. Uh, they all try to fight the whole army. Uh, they all start getting t- kind of almost taken out. Avi's bodyguard gets shot in the head by, like, Yeah, the Bengali general. police chief that the Bengali drug lord had been bitching around wound up, like, in a sniper, uh, on a sniper perch, picking off everybody and really doing major mm-hmm. damage to what was left of Hemsworth. I guess it was really just Hemsworth and the other guy. <laughs> it was really just Hemsworth and, the, and, and, and Indian Hemsworth at this point, but he took out yeah, Indian right. Hemsworth. But the police chief kills Indian Hemsworth. He gets a shot on Australian Hemsworth. And then uh, his point lady, his point woman, shoots, snipes him. Now, now, he's pretty fucked up at this point. Chris Hemsworth telling Avi now, he's like, look, run to my guys. They'll get you out of here. 
In the back of my head, I was like, will they? Are they going to shoot Avi on sight? Like, are they there to rescue Hemsworth? I think those guys Hemsworth? made a deal with Hopper, actually. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. $10 million goes to whoever can kill this little shithead. But uh, so Avi runs to Hemsworth's crew. Hemsworth fights off the other cops and pretty hardcore to shoot them all up. Uh, you know, last man standing. He's already pretty banged up at this point. He pretty much takes them all out. He turns around to, like, smile at his team. He's like, look, I'll get it. And sure enough, the fucking nine-fingered kid comes up from behind the car. <laughs> oh, fezzy <laughs> nine fingers. <laughs> fezzy nine. He uh, pops some Hemsworth in the throat. Hemsworth falls off the bridge. You know, you, they look over. You see nobody. Avi makes it. Uh, flash forward to a little while later. Avi's forever. He's back in school. <laughs> Like in the most easily Avi really fucking things run, things, things run go off his shoulders, you know. <laughs> He's like, "Yo, I'll see you at Club Candy tonight." <laughs> Which is what, what do I, I got a story to tell actually. you, fuckers? The place is called uh, Candy's Cafe. Is the teen bar they were at? Nice. I was calling uh, it the Max. The Indian Max uh, is what I was. Then it cuts to uh, Chris Hemsworth, Point Lady. And it shows the Bangladeshi, I guess the Bangladeshi drug lord is at a big party. He goes to the bathroom to use the urinal. He looks over. There's Chris Hemsworth, point lady, standing at the urinal, almost like he wouldn't think it was crazy, because she's standing at him like she's going to use it. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's like standing there <laughs> looking at him. It was like, should be a red flag right there. Like, hey, man, like, <laughs> He's like, I want to see where this goes. Actually, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they... uh, she shoots him in the head, so, you know, the bad guy gets his justice. And then it shows Avi going to a pool, jumping off a high knife, lands in the deep, deep end. He uh, does the meditating thing Chris Hemsworth was doing at the beginning of the movie. He uh, raises his head out of the water, and in the background you see a blurry guy standing there watching him. Yeah. He seems worth making it all along. Or is it another creepy kidnapper? Oh, who knows? Cut the credits. You know, <laughs> but I know uh, for a fact there's a sequel coming. So yeah, they're definitely going to. Fu- yeah. Extraction two. Extraction two in pre-production. So we know somebody's back there. Uh, but and that's pretty much the breakdown of it. You know, I think it's a couple things. You know, the reason Chris Hemsworth survives after falling off, getting shot in the throat, and falling off the bridge is. Uh, you see at the beginning of the movie, he can breathe underwater. So he probably just <laughs> fell off the bridge and was like, oh, I don't see here and meditate for a beat. Well, as well, that was part of their little heart-to-heart. There was something about like him in the water. He like gave a little soliloquy about the water fucking healing you him. You know what it was? It was a poem. He said, uh, you don't drown when you fall in the river. You drown when it consumes you. Yes, exactly. So he had some spiritual connection to it all that, uh, that again, you knew was... Like, Where'd you hear that from? I'm always drowning. <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> Uncle Man, did Uncle Man tell you that one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're mates with Uncle Man TV, eh? <laughs> uh, I mean, without giving my review, I mean, definitely as in, like, action flicks goes and, like, action scenes, I'm putting it up there with, like, Bad Boys 2, kind of like what I said before, of just, like, crazy over-the-top action, filled in with some plot points, but then, like, just crazy action scenes. For sure. Also, like, who really won? Obviously, still now living with, like, his insane criminal dad piece of shit. Yeah. You know, and that's no, that's a very good know. point. His dad, his dad told his best friend, Avi's bodyguard, that he was going to kill <laughs> his son because he not rescue his own son. 
Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And uh, and you're right, man. You definitely brought it up earlier, but there was vi- like it was no like obviously Helmsworth was the uh, established good guy, but nobody, everybody else was super shady, and you were not really pulling for anybody on Avi's side. Like they didn't really establish like uh, 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 the the good side, the good guys versus the bad guys. They didn't really establish that good enough outside of Helmsworth. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, because you're right, like you really did. uh, I I had a sour taste for that kid, pretty much, just because his dad was such a douche, you know. And then when the bodyguard, who as well, that should have been like his brother or something like that, or his uncle, you know what I mean? Like there should have been, there could have been. Like cared about him. Yes, exactly. Like he like because even that guy, even the Indian Helmsworth, was just straight out uh, uh, for like like he was just getting extorted pretty much by this guy's dad, and was like solely out to save his own family's life. You know what I mean? Uh, through this like extortion plot, pretty much. So it just was not like the emotional ties were never really established with Hemsworth and didn't really weren't really there with this Indian guy. But uh, no, not at all. Yeah, he had like no emotional thing. I think a little takeaway from the movie too, and is uh, dude, wouldn't uh, hear me out here? Wouldn't Chris Hemsworth's little like black ops group, dude, technically just be like straight up fucking terrorists? Because, like, we as the viewers know <laughs> that, like, the general and the police are, like, in cahoots with the bad guy. Yeah. If you were, like, the general public, like, watching the news, <laughs> it would just be, like, Australian black ops terrorists no, I mean, Bangladesh. I guess, that, like, honestly, like, the, the if there's a fine line between... Yeah, no, you're right, man. There's definitely a fine line between, like, terrorist and mercenary. But, like, that is what he is. You know, like, they establish him as a mercenary, you know? So it's, like, at that point, you're a murder for, you're a murder for hire up for anything, you know what I mean? Like, but you have to imagine, like, all the police and army weren't bad guys. They were just, quote-unquote, following orders, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know, for sure. Yeah, that's a great call. He definitely told, killed like, a lot of innocent Bengali police force in this fucking movie yeah, no for doubt. no it reason. Told, like, check it out, this fucking crazy Australian terrorist <laughs> killing fucking cops left and right. Yeah, really just for the uh, uh, just uh, uh, for a couple of bucks to save like a ruthless uh, Indian drug dealer drink drug lord's kids. So not as much yeah, redeeming, exactly. like but you're right in terms of, we'll get into, a, I'm sorry, go ahead. It's not like they were working for a just cause that like we keep circling back to, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. they were working for one drug dealer if not the other. Like <laughs> if the other drug dealer who was chucking kids off the roof would have hired them first, they probably would have kidnapped the fucking kids. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And you're right. And, and if this asshole would have just ponied up and didn't try to fucking steal them back, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. But uh, 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 I guess we'll get into it maybe uh, uh, in the kitschy questions, uh, uh, which I guess would be next before we get into our big review. But I guess kind of just like what you were saying was all in all, though, uh, I guess, you know, that was a little bit of, you know, the negative side was the, uh, you know, things weren't necessarily established that great. But in terms of an action movie and in terms of action scenes and action sequences and all that, really, really good. Great job. And uh, uh, I guess just in terms of the -the over-the-top killing, I was maybe going to save it for a kitschy question. But do you have any idea, would you be willing to render a guess on a kill count in this movie? Okay, And I couldn't get an official kill count, but I was able to. Netflix actually released the uh, official number of Chris Hemsworth kill counts in this movie. 
Okay. Okay, and so just Hemsworth. Just Hemsworth. Like There's an official film. number of just Hemsworth from Netflix. So the kid that got chucked off the roof just died in vain. We're not counting him. We were not counting him or the other kid that died by the fucking uh, shady police force or any of the <laughs> like million people that Indian Hemsworth killed. Just regular Hemsworth. Uh, 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 Straight Hemsworth killed. Yes. Um. Give me like an over. Would, uh, uh, just give me even throw out an over under on the amount on what you would guess. And this is really like all you need to know in terms of the movie. You know what I mean? Like for, okay, if I you want to watch it at home, nowhere, nowhere over sixty. Nothing under thirty-five. Dude, nowhere over sixty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, dude, this is from, and again, uh, uh, my research goes out. Netflix said, uh, put out a tweet in response to this movie uh, uh, saying something to the effect of uh, uh, even after killing X number of people, like Chris Helmsworth is still real, real handsome, but pretty much, and then upon some further internet research, like pretty much the official number that Netflix has given out of the kill count, dating from this tweet and from other things, but a 183 is the kill no count. That, that's the kill count that I saw from Hemsworth. And honestly, dude, he's literally killing people through this entire fucking movie. But, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I know. I feel like 60 was high. Like, yeah. And the 183, I mean, I maybe that is like the, the whole kill count of the movie. And I don't think it is an exaggeration because there were a couple different articles after I saw that. You know, but I Googled it straight up after this movie. I was like, dude, how many fucking people died in this movie? Because it was like up up there with Rambo 5 in terms of like the amount and not necessarily gratuitous violence, like I said, where like Rambo, literally a guy gets like machine gunned in half, you know, and this isn't like saw, just like gross out violence, but just like there's literally somebody gets killed. It, like you just get numb to it within 20 minutes of all the people. And like you said, so many of the killings were just like Helmsworth. You could have just fucking bashed his knee or something. You didn't need to shoot him in the face right there you know but so i literally googled like how many people and netflix made a point uh, uh again like i, I guess uh, i can uh when we play the davi song in a minute here i can look for the actual uh tweet and the numbers but they released 183 for the uh, for the chris helmsworth kill count for extraction Jesus Christ, I knew I liked this flick. <laughs> so literally, if you factor in the other killings, I would go easily over 250 people get killed in this fucking movie. <laughs> Goddamn. But, but and that whole, pretty uh... much is what the movie, you know what I mean? Like, And I kind of bring that up to really establish... If you're going to watch this movie, like, that's what you're going to see. If you want to see 183 people get killed, like, they do it in a pretty fucking, uh, pretty sick, uh, pretty sick job, you know? However, mm -hmm. if you're looking for, like, the, like we said, Denzel, Dakota Fanning half of the movie, you're really not going to get it. And uh, I guess we'll get a we'll, we'll, uh, spoiler alert on the big review section, but... Uh, uh, overall, I guess the headline of the movie for me: 183 kills in an hour and a half for Hemsworth. <laughs> That's pretty wild, man. That's uh, pretty fantastic. Yeah, I don't really want to say anything more about that until we give our official reviews. But uh, that was our official rundown, and our official reviews are coming up. But you know, there's only one thing we got to do before that. That's uh, some kicky questions, baby. Yo, let me ask you. Kitchy questions. Kitchy. Oh, 
Kitchen Questions, that of course was Andre Dobby, the Kitchen Question song. Uh, check him out on SoundCloud. Uh, still taking like those saying, episode 10 emails, those, uh, y'all. Still taking those second emails, y'all. Um, but this is the part of the show where me and Liam ask each other Kitchen Questions, and the usual Kitchen Questions would be uh, I would ask Liam if he would see these movies in the theaters or if they weren't a theater release. But, uh, you know, since this, we're living in Coronaville, no one's going to the theaters. No, one, no one's getting any theater. Really. I don't want to rub so, it in how obviously uh, Extraction would have been perfect on the big screen. So we're going to leave that alone. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. And then Lee would usually ask me if these movies would warrant a sequel. How can we franchise these things? But like we've already said a couple of times, this movie's already been greenlit for a sequel. So, you know, I don't want to uh, so the answer's step on yes their toes. to that one. <laughs> that was an easy. So we're going to switch it up this time. You know, we're still uh, asking each other some kitschy questions, but not the usual ones. We're going to switch it up a little bit this time. I'm going to, however, I'll start off asking you, because I'm going to keep mine kind of close, uh, uh, however, as I usually, like you said, ask you uh, if they're, if the, you know, the movie would warrant a sequel or sequel possibility. And I guess that, uh, uh, you know, Extraction, like we mentioned, does have a sequel announced. However, uh, it's not necessarily, I suppose, it doesn't necessarily have to be, anyway, uh, starring Chris Helmsworth, yep. So, uh, my question to you for the kitschy question is, what other Avenger should be starring in the movie if not uh, Crips Helmsworth? You know what I mean? So, uh, if they were going to make a sequel, they are are making a sequel. If it wasn't going to be Helmsworth, which apparently it is, (laughs) but if it wasn't going to be... Uh, which Avenger, and should they be uh, playing their Avenger character, or are we taking the actor? You, you, could, you could do either or. <laughs> okay, okay. That's good, that's good. <laughs> I got a couple answers for this one now. Uh, there's a few people that could pull it off. I would say the people that couldn't at first, dude, you know what I mean? So uh, you would say Robert Downey Jr. is like the big head of the whole MCU, right? Like Tony Stark's the guy. I couldn't see Robert Downey Jr. pulling off a role like this, right? He's like the yeah. Bengali drug lord. He'd be a perfect Bengali drug lord to kidnap the kid. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> Same thing with uh, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, yep. You know, he's just too dorky. I couldn't see him pulling off the mercenary role. Um, out of so, I'm going to go with a couple. I was with one obvious one. I think uh, Jeremy Renner. You know, the guy that plays Hawkeye. Could have played pulled this role off, you know. He's got that same kind of like gruff attitude. Yeah. Uh, you saw him in uh, the town. He was kind of like a badass in that movie. He's still doing a funny voice, also. <laughs> He's cavy taken. Um, two other guys. I'll throw one female in there. Obviously, I think Scarlett Johansson can pull this movie off just because what she does is the Black Widow. In the times we're living in, you want to gender okay. swap it up there. For so sure. You mentioned Kill Bill. The movie had a little Kill Bill feel to it, anyway. And to be honest, that could For be a little. You know, female-led action. The, the top two guys I really thought that could fill the role in this, I'm going to say top two, then one-third wild card, and then one my heart's choice. So the top two guys I could see pulling this off as just like a badass Marine would either be Chadwick Hoffman that plays Black Panther or Anthony Mackie that plays Falcon. Okay. Both of them just seem like tough guys, you know what I mean? Like I think could pull off the mercenary soldier vibe very well. Yeah. Yeah, I can um, see that definitely from uh, 
From Chadwick Boseman, anyway. Keeping up with the uh, Thor theme, I would also want to say, this is kind of my wild card choice, but uh, Tom Hiddleston, the guy that plays Loki, I could actually see him kind of doing it. And there's a kind of a random fact that he was one of the runner-ups for Thor himself. Okay, you know what I mean? interesting. And then he ended up in the Loki role. But I think it's kind of a wild card because you kind of look at him as shrippy, but I think he was also in contention to be the new James Bond. I think he could pull off the mercenary soldier role. And yeah. like Loki kind of seems kind of weaselly, but he has like that toughness kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like smart aleckness to him. But I think he could pull the role off really, really well. Yeah, for sure. Um, he probably was, you know, one of the most inclined. Because ironically, like you said, not all of the Avengers are necessarily inclined for like high level action movies, you know. But uh, correct. But uh, yeah, I think he definitely. He would definitely uh, fit the bill, as well as Chadwick Boseman was a good one, you know. I guess we'll get to see him, kind of, we were mentioning, but in The Five Bloods, uh, a war movie sure. starring him, so but, something uh, a little similar, but I could definitely see him being a mercenary. Uh, but uh, my dream choice, then, would be the one I'd really want to see. Like you said, I can pick a character, too, and we already kind of teased him earlier in this uh, review of the movie, but come on, I'm going Rocket Raccoon <laughs> fighting the Bangladeshi <laughs> army. This little red coon is already... Get out of here, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And sure, his voice was Bradley Cooper, who was uh, American Sniper, but I'm going not the actor, <laughs> I'm going Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, the actual raccoon. Not the... Yeah, yeah, the raccoon that played Rocket, not the guy that did the voice. <laughs> The actual raccoon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I feel like if you get the raccoon, you kind of get the other. Uh, you, you, you get the rest of the. Uh, yeah, you uh, get the same agent. Yeah, you get <laughs> you get the rest of the guardians. You know, so <laughs> they really well, yeah, come as a, a package. Whole, like, little you know? side team. That's the team that comes in at the end. The other guardian. <laughs> I was thinking that you were maybe going to go for another, uh, uh, almost another ScarJo, but a uh, yet a third uh, chance for Valkyrie and Thor to match up. As we get, oh, we've geez. had we've had Men in Black three, or uh, Men in Black four, or whatever, mm-hmm. where they teamed up, and I was feeling yet she another chance. A, uh, she also had a leading role on Westworld this year. She was actually on my list. I was almost going to say her, man. I think she could kind of totally pull it off. I just don't know. She's badass, but I don't know if she could pull off like the badass soldier as much. Like, I can see ScarJo doing it just because we've seen her do it as Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, fuck it. She could do it, too. Yeah. I'd Definitely so. not Brie Larson. Definitely not Captain Marvel. <laughs> There's got to be a line somewhere. Yeah, we got to right? draw a line somewhere. If we're saying no on Mark Ruffalo, we're too. saying no on... Those are some of my choices. And now, like I was saying, I usually ask Lean to see it in theaters, but I'm going to switch it up on them and kind of talking about well, uh, something we were talking about in the last episode of Geeked Up, Life of Coronaville. But we were talking about how there's a lot of these digital shows on there right now, on TV right now, or on the internet right now. One of which is uh, Josh Gad is doing uh, this reunion type special show where he's having the <laughs> cast of movies. Uh, reunited it all hang out so reunited with extraction (laughs) yeah would the cast of extraction warrant a uh, reunited with josh gad uh, web special (laughs) all right so are you saying in in 20 years from now are we going to look back and watch the uh josh gad uh the extraction reunited Uh, no i'm saying like next week (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, we still got to capitalize on Cronaville. But uh, you know what? Actually, I, mean, I might surprise you here, but I'm actually going to go yes on this one. We got some major star power with uh, Hemsworth and Hopper. I mean, who, who doesn't want to see Hemsworth and Hopper have a Zoom have a Zoom chat? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's its own spinoff movie. In <laughs> exactly. As well as, like you said, just some interesting. I'd kind of like to hear, honestly, uh, uh, from. The uh, uh, from Joe Russo and the director, just kind of based on like the, being the guy's directorial debut, and you know the Avengers having a uh, you know being the you know biggest franchise going, having you know being so involved in that, and then this kind of spinning off into another project. Like I feel like there's a lot of interesting talking points, as well as a hop, as well as a star-studded cast with a hop and Hemsworth. So, uh, uh, as well as then we get to finally learn what these Indian kids' names are. So, and I guess you know this would be the point? last chance we'd have to see the uh, Bengali guy with the perm. So, I guess, yeah, yeah I'm going. Well, <laughs> that's a good point, too. And I wouldn't be surprised to find out, especially, like, at a roundtable like that, if, like, a lot of these guys are, like, big actors in, like, India or uh, Bangladesh, you know? I'm sure if we were watching this movie with our friend Fez, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, who actually drew one of the Netflix and Chad posters for us. If, um, <laughs> you know, he, if we watch this movie with him, he'd probably be like, oh, my God, that's him. Oh, my God. That's yeah, that yeah, guy. for he sure. got this guy for this movie. I was like, what do you mean you can't believe it? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But, uh, yeah, you know, they might even just say, you know, they'd have some interesting, you know, what it was like for them uh, working with these huge, you know, stars and all. But mm -hmm. basically, and, and if Hop is showing up, I'm going to be watching. <laughs> so I'm sold. No, you're right. It, it would make an interesting uh, reading. So someone reach out to Josh Gad. <laughs> but, uh, so that'd be it for our uh, kitty questions, which is time now for our official review, our geeked up uh, Netflix and chat review of uh, what we thought about Extraction. Um, I'm going to go first, just because, like I point out every week, Liam's is a little, uh, <laughs> I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to start introing mine while you're going, all right? Then by the time uh, you're <laughs> done, I'll be, uh, it'll be ready. And if I was in studio, I would be introducing different little sound bites into mine, too, but still I'm sticking with it. Uh, and I'm, this week I'm going to go with a uh, uh, Netflix and uh, Fresh Off the Bobby, because, uh... <laughs> I thought this one was pretty fresh, man. I uh, really, really, I enjoyed this one. Again, I kind of talked about when a good one sneaks in because we do watch a lot of stinkers. Um, this one was kind of, uh, like you were saying, like the Rambo, but like with the gratuitous violence. I was seeing what kind of movie it was, and like you were saying too, I didn't really know anything about this movie going into it, and I was kind of expecting a cheesy, more of a plot, like, oh, me and this kid are really bonding. <laughs> I wasn't expecting, like, just a really violent R-rated action movie that it turned out to be with, like, some of these crazy action sequences. Yeah. I didn't know, like, the big Avengers tie to it as uh, much as I did doing research on it afterwards. But uh, I really enjoyed it. And, sure, a lot of the plot points, like we were pointing out in the breakdown, were a little loose and, like, could have used a little more work. But in any good action movie, <laughs> yeah. stuck in every good action movie is, dude. Like... It's one of those actually. You're telling that me that you're you're telling movies. me Commando didn't have any plot holes, you know? Le <laughs> yeah, looking no, back, exactly. Like... And it's one of like in action movies. There's always that one asshole friend, like you know, it can never happen in real life. Like, yeah, fuck, of course it could. <laughs> but uh, 
it's just uh, I didn't know what to expect from this movie, and it was more than I, I really expected. I've made this uh, comparison a couple of times now in the comparison to Bad Boys 2, but I've talked about yeah, Bad Boys Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from with that, though. It's one of my favorite action movies because there's literally a scene where it goes from like shootout to car chase to shootout to back to car chase, and this movie had all that awesome. <laughs> I'm ranking it up there with Bad Boys 2, which is a pretty high... Uh, Pretty high regard coming from me. I, uh, yeah, would no, I mean that's some rave somebody. reviews coming from you. Putting it in the yeah, Bad Boy Two category of action somebody. flicks. If you're looking for a good action flick, I would definitely say watch this. The fight scenes are great, and again, don't watch it for plot. The plot is the couple minutes in between each action scene. Like <laughs> when I go to an action movie, I want action. I don't want story. No, that's true. So, that's a good uh, call. That's a good call. So you're giving a, so a, a, a uh, Netflix off the Bobby. Yeah. So. Throw another Indian kid off the roofie because uh, <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> All right, so that's it for uh, for Barnes. For me, I give it, of course, the four-point review where if I like it, I give it the Stone Cold Steve Austin Hell Yeah. Hell Yeah! If I didn't like it, I give it the Damon Wayne's David Allen Greer Men on Films Hated It. Hated It! If I really <laughs> liked it, I give it the Rudy's dad. This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. And if I really, really didn't like it, I give it, of course, the Nick Cage from Mandy. Now, uh, before you uh, give your review, I want to point out that there's only been one Rudy's dad from you, and that's oh. been Tiger King. Okay, yes. Uh, the only Rudy's dad Mandy's. I've ever given was Tiger King, yes. There's been a few Mandy's, a tons of hate of it, a good chunk of Stone Cold. Before you even say what it is, I just have no idea what you're going to say this time. This is one of those movies that, like, while I was watching it on my own, I didn't, like, realize I was liking it. I was just like, I wonder what Lee about this <laughs> I can because only imagine what he... It has would you say, would any scenes. would any answer surprise you out of my four right now? I can see you getting... My guess is it's going to be a Stone Cold or a Men on Film. I can't see it being on the top or the bottom of either side of that. <laughs> All right, all right. You know your stuff. You know your stuff. Because uh, uh, it's it's right in the middle. But I guess after uh, uh, all things considered, I'm giving it a David Allen Greer, Damon uh, Damon Wayans, <laughs> Men on Films, hated it. Hated it. Which, uh, as I'll kind of get to, uh, not necessarily uh, uh, for movies that I hate. <laughs> Do I give you David Allen Greer, Damon Wayne's Men on Films, hated it. But uh, I guess ultimately speaking, though, like you said, uh, I definitely to piggyback on a lot of the positives that you're saying. Really, really good, uh, a fun action movie. I guess if you're looking for a good action movie, I would give it a, a recommendation. But I guess, and as well, kind of just to get back into a little bit of what I was talking about earlier with the Netflix uh, official kill count. Okay, I did actually, uh, while we played the Davi song, uh, look up the Netflix uh, uh, tweet. All right. So uh, their official, uh, uh, the Netflix official Twitter account released uh, the least believable part of Extraction is that at no point do any of the 183 people that Chris Helmsworth kills mention how ridiculously good looking he is. 
All right. So that is the uh, official Netflix uh, uh, tweet about the whole thing. And honestly, I feel that uh, uh, my review kind of uh, uh, deals with that in a, a couple of ways with just uh, overall, I feel like 183. At a certain point, it just got to be like distracting and a little consuming for me. And in terms of the believability factor, and you were kind of talking about it earlier, but uh, literally, I was going through another potential kitschy question we could have asked, but I was literally playing the game in my head of what is literally like more like which requires more suspension of disbelief Thor or this fucking movie and to be perfectly honest I think Thor is like a more believe like I'm more willing to believe <laughs> that like the fantasy world of superheroes exists than one of these movies that's supposed to be kind of a real life steeped in you know some level of reality and is so utterly ridiculous with just the <laughs> amount of like and again the action scenes were great but you just need to like tone it back a little bit in under the the scope of uh, you know some believability and like just the killing i'm not trying to get too like you know i'm not trying to get sensitive but it just kind of like you just got like it got ridiculous at a certain point we're literally yeah, halfway through the uh... movie i'm googling like how many fucking does he kill because it's just insane I... and yes go ahead Can i sway you back with uh me pointing out very early on in this episode that this actually is based off of a graphic novel. So it technically okay, yes. is a comic book movie. Great call. Yeah. Actually, that does, you know, that actually really would uh, kind of sway it because, you know, as I'm watching the movie, you're kind of looking at it more like you said. It should be like a, a man on fire. Maybe that's, you know, uh, that might just be a good call. You might, I might have had it in the, the wrong genre. But in terms of, you know, a, like a, a kidnap hostage kind of movie, it was just there wasn't like we mentioned. No, like uh, so many of the things that you'd need to establish to make a successful, you know, a, a kidnap hostage movie totally got uh, uh, overlooked for like an, a, an extra 75 hilarious murders during the movie or hilarious you know <laughs> shootings during the movie and ultimately speaking it was just like one of those movies you know if, if I find out you're super you know you're super Jonesen for an action movie yeah sure watch it have fun but like could you tell a normal person like yeah this is a good movie that you gotta check out I don't know if I could go that far so in that regard I give it to Damon Wayne's David Allen Greer men on films hated it hated it uh, uh, as I, uh, yeah, but... I think we should get the uh, the David Allen Greer, Damon Wayne. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, the caddy hell yeah. Uh, I guess this uh, would... right in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. this would really fall in for a good for a caddy hell yeah. But I mean, ultimately, it didn't suck. You know, some of the action scenes are real cool, but for my taste, when it's just like literally two hours of a str of a straight on action movie. I kind of just get over it a little bit where literally just a couple scenes instead of like an extra 50 killings if there was just one scene with him playing cricket with the little bastard and the fucking like you know what I mean in the projects uh, it would have been a lot more of like oh Helmsworth you know he really bonded with that little bastard but it was just uh, a very sloppy put together action movie so See down that's funny to me man because uh, the things that you wanted in it are the things that I'm glad weren't in it <laughs> that like, and that's kind of what I mean. That like, I didn't know it was gonna be that kind of action movie where it would just be like loose plot but really, really good action. And yeah. I didn't know it was gonna be so R-rated. That to me was what 
I think, uh, but I mean, honestly, that's just a pretty good de- like example, though, of uh, uh, kind of like just where our slight difference in taste, and just like a good you know example of the because uh, even I'm saying the movie was like quality from if that's what you're looking for, you know what I mean? So it's just like that's kind of what the trouble you run into with reviews sometimes is like you get an mm-hmm. asshole like me that's saying that it's not good when it you know really by in terms of an action, and I guess uh, you know what maybe you did sway me actually because I think I gave XOXO a Hell yeah! In terms of like the mm-hmm. hilarious uh, 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 teenage hijinks movie, but I said that I would give it a, a David Allen Greer in terms of a real movie. I guess I'm doing the same thing with this one, actually. You know what, Barnes? You've you've won the battle, and I'm gonna give it in <laughs> terms right. of an action movie. I'm giving it a Stone Cold Hell Yeah. Hell yeah! But action movies not really being, you know, my particular fave necessarily. I would downgrade it, but in terms of an action movie and you're right you're in terms of a, a comic book movie because it is based on the graphic of novel <laughs> exactly yeah but uh you know so i guess you're right though in terms of uh, uh if, if i'm looking at it as a comic book action book movie i'll give it a hell yeah hell yeah if i'm looking at it as a as a as a big lw as a gene pick from uh, uh from the seinfeld episode but i give it a i hated it hated it Gene's trash. I'm Gene. <laughs> um, all right, man. I, I kind of had a feeling we would be a little uh, different on this. Especially um, you texted me last night before I watched it. You are like, just watched it. Wow is all I'm saying. And I was like, oh, that could mean anything. <laughs> and then uh, I like to give you a good ambiguous text before. Uh, right well, I afterwards. talked to you a little bit today before we did the podcast. I was like, man, pretty good, right? You're like, yeah, I'm a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was an ironic wow. I see, I see. Honestly, the wow I think was just in terms of just like the, just the straight up action after like after that after that ride was over. All I could say was wow. I was fucking like a lot of people, a wow. lot of people but just got fucking Owen slaughtered. Wow. <laughs> but I guess with that, that was our official keeps uh, up in Netflix chat review. We gave you our official rundown. We uh, kind of looked at some uh, kidnap action movies. But uh, before we end this whole thing, this would now be the part in the movie where we go ask Mr. Brad Pitt himself, what's in the box? What's in the box? I guess another kidnap movie in some regards. Although... Yeah, he kidnapped her head. <laughs> yeah, he kidnapped her after he killed her. But he was uh, a <laughs> stupid but, uh, Pitt was looking for her anyway. Doing? Since uh, we usually, the usual name of the game here is is to uh, stick our hand in the box and uh, spread germs around and pick a movie out. We haven't been doing that. <laughs> I can't trust Liam over there by himself in the studio not to just pick out some of his favorites. <laughs> or else we'd be watching uh, Netflix present some other fucking fish documentary. <laughs> so uh, we've been golden ticketing it. We've been doing a lot from the Zoom room. And uh, that's why we want you guys to join us every Friday night at 8 o'clock. Give us your suggestions or write them in on Facebook. Speaking of, the, uh, speaking of that, however, by the way, Big LW Golden Ticket Suggestion definitely does go out to the uh, Nick Offerman uh, uh, Have a Nice Trip <laughs> Stories of Celebrities on Acid. Uh, I'm throwing that one in the Golden Ticket Pool. So. For sure. <laughs> uh, now, I don't know if this one was necessarily a Zoom Room Golden Ticket one, but I know this is kind of one that me and Liam, once we realized it was coming out on Netflix and both being Sandler and kind of 90s comedy goofball fans, we're going to be watching The Wrong Missy 
starring David Spade and Lauren Lapkus. It's definitely a Happy Madison production. <laughs> yep. Because you can tell it definitely looks like not it only is Spade in it, but <laughs> yeah. Nick Schwartz in and Rob Schneider. So, and Schneider uh, all in the trailer. And Schwartz is starting to look more like Rob Schneider, which is great. Like, he's looking more like he belongs <laughs> as a Sandler cast member. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely filling in. But we've given so, the we, we've given the geeked public a couple of golden tickets in the last one, uh, the last couple. As extraction was actually from my boy Jacobson, and then I think Dolomite was from maybe Accountant Mike. Maybe I forget who gave yeah. Dolomite a golden ticket, but those are both Zoom Room selections. And uh, uh, so, but this time we're going all geeked up, boys, with this one. Yeah, and uh, you want to uh, watch this one. In uh, you know, in the vein of uh, ridiculous six. Uh, yeah. As well, another give, thing for me was I feel like we need a laugh. We need a comedy, especially after anybody that did watch Extraction, uh, whether you loved, whether you liked it or not. I feel that we we wouldn't want to give you another action thriller after uh, after Extraction. So yeah, you know, that's a good point too, man. I just kind of go back to Extraction too. This one, Extraction, really had no funny bits in it. You know what I mean? I'm so used to seeing Chris Hemsworth in like Thor Ragnarok. And Avengers, where yeah, he's playing an action star, but he's also like he's also like fifty percent of the comic relief. Yeah, you know what yep. I mean. His uh, even he was in so, Ghostbusters. He like just... he's done a lot of uh, comedy shit. You're right. Like he's always plays that kind of action with a personality kind of character. Yeah, action goofball. Yeah, and plus right. I've always made this joke. Would any of half those jokes land without the Australian accent? I think. <laughs> um, without I'm not gonna look up the uh, Rotten Tomato score for this one yet. I am going to throw a prediction out there that um, whatever this Rotten Tomato score for the wrong Missy is going to be, me and Liam are going to like it more than that. <laughs> yeah. I'm already that willing to say uh, uh, a, a Stone Cold Hell Yeah <laughs> off the bat, but... Yeah, yeah. I'm saying we're going to like it more than the 2% the critics probably gave it, but uh, obviously it's a comedy, and I'll say the other thing, it's uh, only an hour and a half, which is something I'm ready to sink my teeth into, too. <laughs> Yeah, like we've been watching a lot of two-hour bangers. Yep, extracted. We kept it moving, though. I'll give it that much. So look out for that. We'll be putting that out next week. Also, keep a lookout. We're still working on it, but the uh, Geeked Up Podcast five-year anniversary special, different clips and whatnot, will be coming out for you too. So look out for that. We got big specials coming out. Also, uh, we just put out episode five, Alive in Coronaville, during this whole quarantine nonsense. And then, of course, Friday night this week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, join us in the Zoom room. We put the uh, code and link on the Facebook page. If for whatever reason you don't follow us on Facebook, you can always email us in for the code at the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. It's the Geeked we Up Podcast. Be, Get your code. We'll be talking um, some of our favorite movie posters, album covers, action movies, funny Australian accents, whoever's <laughs> brave enough to uh, do an Indian accent. <laughs> We're going to try to get our, our, our resident Bengali on uh, on the Zoom <laughs> to discuss this movie, some of the, the, the intricacies of extraction. But, but uh, I guess with that, that'll be it for this episode. I'm Devin Bond. That's Liam Whalen. There was a lot of Bangladesh Indian actors in this movie, so like any good Bollywood film, we're going to end it on a real Indian banger you can dance to. What's up, y'all? This is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm still taking those episode 10 emails, y'all. Woo! 
know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't up on.